Armiati, Ar, 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 Mandel Silboots, Landlubber, Ar, Ar. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to uh, our 90s R&B podcast, where we review some of our favorite songs from the 90s, uh, strictly R&B. This one's for the ladies. Hello, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Don't you feel that would be, I feel like that would be an amazing podcast. Free money, Philip. Free money. I've just given someone an idea. Nineties R and B review podcast. <laughs> but why? Are we no, let's not. Nineties R and B. I think it's been reviewed to death. Because like, no, no. you know, when he, no, you know what R and B is missing these days. Hi, when men just go hi. That's what the real R and B is missing. Then yeah, that, you you know it's about to be a fire song when you hear at the at the beginning, right in the intro. Oh, then you then you know it's gonna be fire. Deep voice guy. <laughs> now I, you're you you think this has been done before? This there's no podcast that have done this. Everyone is just remembering what radio was like. I'm telling you, this is this is a money maker. Listen. Right now, I just don't have the capacity to start a new podcast. But if I were, mm. 90s R&B songs reviews, you could have hundreds of episodes. You could do yeah, whole album do reviews, and you'd have tons of thirsty women listeners. Mm. So then are Free we, money. Are we introducing a new mm. producer? Are we keeping on the down low until he's past probation? Uh, is he on? Did he join? He seems to be here. Ah, I mean, look, you, uh, look this is a free and fair podcast. Um, we have a new producer, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he's already paid, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I know. So. The, the way my life is going, I had to pay him. Otherwise, Monday, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Crims. What up, man? Yo. Yo. What's going on? Ah, this is worse than Godi. We need to get you a mic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Crims. I'm a sound engineer. I'm very good at sound. Oh, listen, guys. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I just want to talk about it. Yo, Dan, we actually supposed hey, to do, yeah. do interviews today. We didn't do none of them. Crims, I'm going to send you a, a schedule. We've got a lot of interviews we need to line up. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay, Phil, okay, okay. Hear me out. Th- this is something that we discussed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, you get you get to peer behind the curtain of production for Two Broke Twimbles. We're going to do this live. We've got our producer, Crims. We've got Dan and Phil here. And just a quick snippet of what it's like to produce the show. No, like on a serious tip, Phil really wants, because we both care about our listeners and especially the Patreons, you know, the Patreon subscribers. You guys have been, have been holding us down. We want to make sure we give you content. My thought process is today we record a proper episode. Unfortunately, it's the last episode I'll be able to do for a while. Uh, unfortunately for you, but fortunately for me, because I'm going to get married. But... <laughs> Phil would like to do like you know like like we'll do some some interviews in between and so on. I was like, you know what, Phil? I feel like our listeners would prefer to actually give us a little bit of time, and then we actually give them like a really dope, like really dope discussions rather than just ah, you know, while Dan was away, I spoke to Madame Boss. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the listeners would like that. So I want to give the listeners an opportunity to say like, yo, do you want us to have? No, like, we'll, ask, we'll ask the patrons. Actually, you know what? Let me let me see if the if any patrons are on the line, and we will we'll invite them into the room to see right what. Now at the beginning, at the beginning, ah, yeah. Then we need as much right help as we can get. We need as much help as we can get in the beginning, because in the beginning, you know, 
you know, every every additional channel car added like twenty minutes to my editing time. So shout out to you, Grims. Uh, no, this 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 is a, this is a nice trial by fire. This is a nice <laughs> a nice trial by because. But also, what what? We, oh no, it's because we've got unified USB channels. Yeah, Crims, you're gonna have fun with this. No, this 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 is how you trouble. So this is how you learn, Crims. Ah, trust the yeah. belief. Ah, we we've learned. Feel, feel you're just feel you're just trying to be hard on me right now, bro. Stop it. Hey, whoa, <laughs> hey, yo, whoa. So hey, so, so, yo. so we, we whoa whoa. We ask <laughs> Crims not, not this type of workplace. Not this type of workplace, bro. Uh, these these are the talking points that Crims prepared for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> read them verbatim, please. I have no network my end, no Zessa, so these might come late. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Thanks. Thanks, Crims. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you Israeli for that. Pop star. <laughs> Israeli pop star Noah mm-hmm. wore Kanye, West Im- uh, Kanye West's face at the MTV EMAs. Mm-hmm. Talking about her look, Noah said, I had this idea that came to my head after all the anti, uh, anti-Semitic things that Kanye said about Jewish people, and I'm Jewish. I knew I had to have something that would be powerful on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be a message and not just a regular outfit. Mm-hmm. Man... How, how are we living in the twilight zone? What Dan, the hell? No one. What is the, Dan, did you know about this person before yesterday? No. They're, so we, uh, that's the point. Now, we, <laughs> duh. What is life right now? Okay, we actually, actually even started the show. Can we start the show? Well, while we see if there's any patrons <laughs> that. Carry on. No, there, so there were more suggestions from our producer. There's another. You missed another one. Oh, yes. Yes. There were some more suggestions here. Oh, he had some music suggestions. All right. We'll check them out a bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, then he says. Um, the, Baj- the Bajau people live in the middle of the sea. They rarely go on land. They have no nationality, no fixed abode, no money, and they go spearfishing without scuba gear. Their bodies are genetically modified for diving, so much so that they can dive at around 200 feet deep for as long as 13 minutes. Mm. He says this could be a nice Black Panther name or little se- segue. Do you know what I love about this, Dan? It's, I mean, it's kind of no, cool. Dan, no, but Dan, this is a this meme. Is talk about. There's no scientific reference. There's no backing. We don't know if these people even exist. What are you talking about, Phil? This came from the very legitimate source of Weird World Insta. Oh, I missed that. I missed that. I'm, my, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I mean, if you start discrediting real source, this is verified on Twitter, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> the gray or the blue? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay, wait, listen, okay, let's, listen. let's start the show before, before, before we, uh, before we actually get into the beginning of the show. The uh, Beningi. I think it's, uh, in the Beningi, we just want to shout out, uh, uh, some notable uh, names that we've lost. Uh, we want to make sure we pay homage. Let me do it right then. Hold on. Let me do it right then. We got to do it right. We got to start yeah. the energy off right we because. Do it right. Yeah. This one hurt. I don't like this one hurt, but let's go. If you know me, know this ain't my first way. Certified everywhere, ain't got a printed resume. Take out. Talk crazy, I pull up underlay. All right, beat the big dog. I had to regulate. Wait, who are trying to beat that? Public service announcement. Why am I ripping? Why are you ripping? Me go! Bro, take it down to the left. My wrist, take it down to the right. Take it right. Little mama, she keep looking at me. I'ma knock the f*** out like white night. Hit it with a left, hit it with a right. I'ma knock the f*** out like white night. Hit it with the left, hit it with the right. I'ma knock the f*** out like white night. If you know me, know this ain't my first way. Certified everywhere. So, this 
This By the way, Crims, you know what to do here. But anyway, this was, this was the song that turned the tide from, of Migos for me. Like at the time, like Versace, Versace was out. Um, they, they had started getting some famous culture, but I wasn't fully convinced. And then I heard this, and I was like, "Yeah, I know these guys are onto something. These guys are onto something." I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. If you were to put a gun to my head and say which verse was takeoffs, which verse was quavos, which verse was offsets, I would make an educated guess, which I hope would be in the right direction. But I would probably say a quick prayer first. The, the, the takeoff verse starts off with takeoff. It's the first verse. Then. Of course, yeah. That's 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 takeoff the, the, the basis the of the gift verse. that I would use. Mm. Then we have. But that having been said, Dan, this uh, this was also the song for me. Sorry, carry on. Oh. Go ahead, Dan. So. Um, there was some there was some bops from the Migos that I know, right? That I knew that uh, the few times that I've ever DJed or the times that you know I have access to the the aux cable or the Bluetooth or whatever, and I get to play some music and people want, want some hip hop. There were bops like the one that you're playing right now and Fight Night and Versace and all of those that I knew would that people loved. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't listen to the Migos by myself, just like sitting and I'll listen to the Migos. But I recognized the bops that they had and the influence that they had, obviously. Um, and the takeoff news, you, rem- you remember, it wasn't too long ago, I think it was after the news of PNB Rock, Phil, that we were discussing just, yo, in the last couple of years, just the list of prominent rappers that have died just needless, like in senseless, needless circumstances. And that list just keeps increasing. Man, that was a really sad story about takeoff, yo, I must say. So uh, yeah, we didn't have an uh, we didn't have an episode the week that that news came out. So uh, this may seem a little bit late, but uh, yeah, we're we're very sad to hear about the news of takeoff. One third of the group, the Migos. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that was hurt, man. Especially the the way he died. Did you watch the the memorial? Uh, I saw snippets of it. I didn't watch the full memorial though. I thought you were about to ask me, did you watch the videos that came out? I was like, no way. No, no, I didn't watch those. I didn't watch those. I said he didn't. That wasn't the only death. That wasn't the only death. Well, yeah. we've gone. This is the, nope. another one. Just to clarify. Maxine. Her bitch is like a bunch of bros. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Just to clarify, Shakadimas and Pliers are still alive and well, hopefully. Um, it's Angela Lansbury that passed away. Obviously, you might know Angela Lansbury from her famous role on the, the classic Murder She Wrote. Every Monday evening, SABC3. Dan, did you watch it? You didn't know about those murder mysteries. We have been joined by some patrons. There's one patron I'm surprised still has an office. I would think things things would have taken a turn in these past few weeks. You know, he might have been reversing his Patreon subscription. <laughs> we wouldn't even be mad. We wouldn't even be mad. Not that, I didn't, 
You know what, Dan? Actually, we, we're joined by two finance. Actually, we are joined by two finance gurus right now. In fact, let's let's move the order around. Now nah, we've got to tackle this. So first and foremost, no, okay, but let's at least let's at least start the show. All right. So, hey, okay. okay so Phil has mentioned you start uh, Angela Lansbury. Start the show. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just important before we start the show as well to mention another another big name or voice, shall I say, that we lost um, this week, and that was the voice that the 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 most well known voice of Batman. Uh, his name is Kevin Conroy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's the voice of the animated Batman. Either the first or the second best animated series of all time, depending on whether you put X-Men or Batman at the number one spot. But yeah. Um, nah, Dan. Every Saturday morning, you guys... Mm. If, if if she doesn't know about this Saturday morning, Adam, ah, she's too young for you, dog. She's too young for you, dog. <laughs> Now I'm craving cornflakes. <laughs> hey, you grew up nice, huh? You grew up nice. Saturday morning cornflakes. <laughs> what? Cornflakes? I just said, I'm going if it was a good weekend, we'd get some, some pieces of bread. Ah, uh, wow. So every time there's a debate about who's the best Batman, it's always uh, is it um, um, Ben Affleck? I know no one says that, but I really think he was a nice Batman, guys. But is it, is it Ningi? <laughs> no, the movies didn't do him justice. But anyway, that's not the point. My point is his name is always left out because he never played a live action Batman. He was the voice of the animated Batman. He was the Batman for the longest out of all the people that have played Batman. And he I mean, unfortunately the, the died best, this week at the age the of 66. Yeah, it was What's that? That was sad. That was sad. Yeah, so, so was just, we just thought we'd... You know, I mean, you know... Um, I, that's I mean I watched a lot of that Batman series so I was quite sad to hear that news I still got it uh, but yeah so, so we pay tribute and go ahead I said I still I still got it in cassette Dan your, your internet is lagging bro you need to speed it up dog come on dog is it my internet that's lagging I mean like oh hey, Phil why are you lagging anyway that haven't been said um the show must go on despite the sad news that we sometimes get so as per usual I have to ask both of you. Wait, let me just make sure I'm recording. Yeah, I'm recording. I'm recording. We all good, guys. We all good. I have to ask uh, not just Phil, but also our two Patreons who have joined. Ah, where did Fungai go? Simba, who has joined us? Are y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we do, here we do. Aye, 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 aye. We now come crashing down like Bitcoin. We stay flying aye like the Twitter stock price. Right. Welcome to another episode of Two Bro Twimbos. It's your boys, Danny that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford, Wekumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Please, someone buy my crypto. I'm begging you, please. Please. AKA Akuna Moon when Titan Moo. Dan, I don't know what's going on, but your audio out is really soft. Like, I can hear it, but it's mad faint. It's like it's auto-ducking or something. It is all good over here. Don't worry about it. Go for it. Yeah, but then we can't hear it, Dan, so it makes the recording difficult. All good. I just did the intro, which you know very well, Philip, by now. You can you can say it by yourself. <laughs> That's right. It's your only mistake. You the go. irrefutable that you will not catch my share price dropping a bull. The I'm still liquidable 
Phil Chad, a.k.a. Flint Floss, the big boss, baby, a.k.a. Pizza P, a.k.a. Sex into Lovu, a.k.a. Filthy Phil, a.k.a. DJ Mkada, order the lobster, a.k.a. Filthy Phil, and of course, Shemiri, the Tangerewa Drinky. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. Um, Simba, you know what? The times have been tough for you, my man. Do you also want to do an intro? You can if you want. Uh, all I want to say is I'm starting a Patreon if anyone wants to join. Mm. Um, I might have a uh, uh, an OnlyFans coming up if anyone's into feet. Please support uh, support my next venture. Look, uh, we normally don't allow this, but my man's, you know, it's it's been tough in the world of cryptocurrency. People who are supporters of Elon Musk, um, NFT. Do you know just, hey, my man, just like, hey, at least congratulations on, you know, having a fine woman in your life. But apart from that, it's been tough, eh? Look, man, I got to find solace where I can. She's a real <laughs> one. So, you know, we're sticking it uh, uh, through the through these rough crypto times. Oh, man, my, my man, Sam, Bre- Sam uh, uh, Bankman-Fried. I mean, what? What? You, you've got a triple barrel name. I mean, what could have really gone wrong? Mm. You know? I mean, his parents were you professors, You've got to trust the man. triple barrel, right? I mean, you know. But, yeah, man. It's been rough. <laughs> All right. Um, for those of you who don't know what's happening, you know, Phil and myself have been paying, a, let's say, a, a, um, a casual, a casual attention in the world of cryptocurrency. And every now and again, we've spoken about crypto and NFTs. And sometimes we've even uh, spoken to Simba and several other people about it. And I think right from the beginning, we were both very clear that, listen, guys, it was like, no, the bros are making millions and billions. You guys are getting left behind. Oh, my God, you're so slow. And What's then Rick, what did Rick Ross say? Rick Ross say? I'm going to eat it. Oh. Let me load up what Rick Ross yeah, said. Rick Ross is playing That's what Rick Ross said. Rick Ross, that's the thing about the boss. The metaverse, crypto. Y'all getting so much money. Where you at? Where you at? Show us. And I don't mean, oh, I'm trying to make money. Man, I got a lot of money. I ain't gonna need that fake money. But show us, show my homies what the metaverse about. One of y'all big boy crypto dudes, guru crypto, pitch and take us, step up and say, this is what we gonna do, Rose. Yeah, everybody giggling, looking around. All right. All that fake rich money, where it's at? All right. Okay. 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 Wait. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want us, I don't, I don't want us, uh, and I'm going to beg both of you, please. I don't want us to really get deep into the weeds. Nah, dad, we have to. We have to have a but deep analytical just, just as an overview, or for an overview for those of you who don't know, um, something that's going to be spoken about for generations to come. One of the biggest, the in in history, the biggest erasures of of value in the shortest period of time. I'm talking. What was it? 19 billion? 14 billion? 14 billion? 
14 billion no, United that, States dollars. That's just that's to just zero. that's just on FTX market cap. I'm speaking about FTX and I'm about that. That's not depicted of the depositors' bank balance. That's not um, reflective of in the investments in the company itself. Of all the, the not just that, that but have, but of that have parallel exchanges like Binance and so on, which are also suffering from other people panicking. We, we are looking Long at three, story figure, short. three figures of billions. <laughs> we are going to reach 100 billion. I'm telling you, we're going to cross so, a billion. FTX was, uh, I think, mainly uh, a crypto exchange, right? This is it's Mount Gox it, times it tail, like it's Mount Gox times two. So, okay, so let's let's separate because you know what I've been hearing a lot, and yeah, Danny, we'll keep it. As Let me. I really want to say this. Don't cut me off. Fourteen or nineteen? I can't remember the figure. Billion dollars to zero. Actually, to SBS minus was worth nineteen. Where- 19 billion dollars to zero actually minus in a period of a couple of days i mean honestly it's yeah. it's impressive it's impre- okay simba yes let's see yeah. how much of that was yeah, okay so 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 let's let's separate let's, <laughs> i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh at your misfortune but please don't tell me you no, no 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 okay. okay you know contrary to to can I, popular, can I just say, uh, sorry, beliefs within these within these streets. One, la- I'm one, not la- one, one last thing, Simba. One last thing, Simba. So, my brother, you you may have heard his voice every now and again. He was uh, he was quite deep into crypto. Um, <laughs> so uh, we were having conversations like, no, I, you know what? Uh, okay, I've got some assets in crypto right now, so I'm just going to liquidate those, uh, and then uh, after Cape Town, I'm like my man, do you need me to buy you a ticket or? Everything cool. <laughs> anyway, please, yes, Simba, the floor is yours. Please, Look, please. it is deep. What's happened was really deep, but it's important to like really straighten out fact from fiction and what's really being affected directly. I'm not really a, a big holder of crypto personally. I mean, I lost, I lost most of the crypto that I hold, and it wasn't, it wasn't a great deal, thankfully. But uh, I've lost I've lost most of my money in stocks, so I'm I'm hurting for other reasons. I mean, I'm really hurting for other reasons. But um, when it comes to the FTX situation, the bottom line with FTX is they are just an exchange. They are a place where people come to buy and sell crypto. So it's an app that you download, and they facilitate transactions. And then they also make money on the what we're finding out now. They make money on the back end by doing what's called front running, which is because they're able. They, they, they own the exchange that people are on buying and selling. They're able to see what people are about to buy and what they're about to sell. So they do what we call arbitraging. So they'll buy, they'll buy, uh, you know, for a fraction of a penny less than you're selling, or they'll sell for a fraction of a penny more than, than, than you're buying. And that's how they make a lot of money. That's how they make, they make most of their money. Um, now this SDF. Correct me if you're wrong. Their public facing their public facing position was they make all their money in the uh, you know the the transaction fees. Yeah, it wasn't publicly disclosed that that hedge fund that SBF was running was doing that with FTX funds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm saying so I'm saying what the, what they told the public is how we work is we make money on the micro transactions. That's where we make our money. Your investments are safe, right? That's basically what the public. That's kind of what they was. did. And- yeah. And but really, what they ended up doing was they were taking they were taking money that people were putting into their exchange. So, like, if I put money into FTX and I say I want to buy this much Bitcoin, they're basically holding the money and telling me that I own a certain amount of Bitcoin. 
right? But in reality, what they're doing is they're taking the money that I've, that I've purchased Bitcoin with and they're using it for their own investments. He was using this money to, to do either political donations to seek favors. He was buying, you know, uh, he bought a bunch of property in the Bahamas. He was, you know, spending money to basically buy a bunch of influence, you know, sponsoring Mercedes and the F1 and basically buying a, a bunch of influence. So he became super famous and people just assumed he was a billionaire. And because he managed to get his face in front of the right people, it sort of bought him a sense of um, uh, uh, reputation that he didn't really deserve. So because he had pictures with, you know, these huge figures, that would buy him to the next step. So then he would, you know, get investor A, sit next to him, go meet with Bill Clinton and then, he, uh, what's the name of that guy on CNBC, the bold guy, Mr. Mr. Perfect? So he got a bunch of people. Tom Brady got involved. So basically he laundered, he laundered other people's, other people's reputation. Crypto, and no one had done research or homework on what was really going on in the background, but it grew so big that everyone else just assumed because he's associated with Ningina, Ningina, Ningi, this thing is actually legit. While in the background, he was just taking all the money that was being invested and using it as, as his own such slush fund. Yes, Chris, it's Mr. Wonderful. That's that's you one of the Jim big Kramer? investors that you know he kind of. No, 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 Mr. Wonderful. Um, okay, guys. Name? Guys, I, I, Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. So you know he's known for you know he's on Shark Tank. So you know within the investment community, the guy just oh, has a lot yeah, of clout. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So that really put him. Look, into I, I refuse to buy that excuse. Well, you no, know that's sorry, that's how somebody. a lot of these people. Did. No one I mean, did their research. Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes did the same thing with with healthcare products. She just this is worse than Elizabeth Holmes. Mm, this is worse than Theranos. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Theranos' situation got people killed. Oh, we haven't heard the full story yet. Nineteen billion so, in two days or three days? Oh, let's let's yeah, wait and see. So basically, the problem though is this: this problem is starting to to ripple out and affect, and affect the price of actual crypto. But really, as 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 far as like the core value of crypto, it doesn't change. Or core lack of value of crypto, it doesn't change. I think what it's going to do is it will reset people's fundamental thoughts on where crypto stands. So people are going to step back and look and say, okay, why am I holding Bitcoin? Is there really, truly value within Bitcoin? No. Why am I holding Ethereum? Is there value there? Because no. a lot of these coins or quote-unquote projects were being held just because there is like FTT, was a coin that FTX just basically made out of the blue. And people were holding it they, only no, because yeah, other people were holding They use FTT to back the finances of FTX. And there's, guys, guys, no, guys, let's be honest. Let's well, be honest. So, if this well, was not crypto, this is the real world. No, but Simba, Simba, real world. If I came to you and I was like, yo, guys, if this was a bank, de change, mm. I'm opening a bureau de change. Okay. Oh, I'm opening a bank as Dan says. Let me hold your monies as an investment bank, and I'm gonna ta ta ta, you know. And then I go around and I, I I print film money, and then I'm like, guys, look at my film. Wait, this sounds like Zimbabwe. <laughs> hold on. I just realized this, this is the pun note all over again. <laughs> I don't. I can't repeat that. There's no lie. <laughs> so basically, so, Manguchka is a trendsetter. Mtulisi. 
<laughs> get your flowers, man. Once again, Zimbabwe leads the way. The we model. lead the way. The same model. But will he, will he get locked up? Because, like, how is he different oh, from yes. Ashpapi? He's, al- he's already locked up, yes. isn't he? He's in the Bahamas. Yeah. So, technically, the, the, the problem is he hasn't committed a crime on U.S. soil. I mean, and people should have known when this guy went and said he wanted to start his, um, his company in the Bahamas to basically get around U.S. Uh, FEC laws. I mean, that was outright. He can't do what he's doing in the Bahamas. He can't do that in the United States. So people already. So that's a complicated part because he could do the laws that he's 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 broken are Bahamian laws. Um, but I think they'll they'll get him for fraud and wire fraud um, in the U.S. I, and that's I how they'll the try term, to get him ex, uh, extradited. The term you're looking for is Bahamian. Mm. The term you're looking <laughs> yeah. for is Bahamian. Yeah, Baha and, and when you bring them, indeed, there's, there's the common saying, and how does it go? Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 who, who. There we go. And who? Um, but yeah, so he's he's under quote unquote semi house arrest there. So I don't know if, if they'll extradite him right away. But it's, it's, if, it's that, if that man I mean, is alive, if that man is alive when this year turns, I'll be surprised. Well, I mean, I think he just doesn't have enough secrets or anything. He's not holding. He's not really holding anyone anything against anyone that would need him to be dead. I think people are pissed I mean, off just, enough to where they want to him. You know, it's just nineteen billion. I mean, like whatever. Nineteen you know? billion. Small, small change. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> guys, Fair got, point. guys, got my jokes, eh? Anyway. <laughs> we, 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 I, I, I didn't want this to become. I didn't want this to become a finance podcast. No, but, but this I, was, think, I think guys, it's okay, look, because this has been an ongoing conversation. Simba has been a regular yeah. a visit on the podcast, espousing, espousing the wonders of crypto. And once again, I was just like, I "Told you so, fam. I told you so." So no, my my biggest look, Simba is not. So he, he hasn't look, really look, been pushing look, it like that. No, but but my biggest issue with FTX is this, this. Yes, there was questionable behavior. Um, at the root of the company, but I think the 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 bigger core issue and Binance is going forward. Now we can debate whether Binance did this out of spite, like did they approach with um in in good faith, or did they do this just to trigger this domino falling? But with Binance, with FTX, the main issue with these with these exchanges one is the whole promise of crypto is it's a decentralized currency a decentralized monetary instrument and people are now rushing to centralize a decentralized um, cryptographic uh, financial instrument which already i don't understand the other thing is the way the way hmm. other exchanges and banks work globally that are backed by fiat currency is at the end of the day that currency is still going to be backed by a central government bank that should be holding assets to prove that this currency has value, whether it's gold, um, uh, treasury bills, whatever that may be, there's some intrinsic value in that backing that then gives the intrinsic value to the currency. There is no intrinsic value to crypto outside of its perceived utility, which is still very much in its infancy. And the other thing is, as FTX highlighted, Granted, we might not fully know, or we'd need a, a full audit to get a full understanding of the finances. But 
if Dan goes to FTX and he buys crypto on FTX, Dan doesn't get it because it's holding a custodial wallet. So I might have a bit of that coin. You might have a bit of that coin. Crypto might have a bit of that coin. Chengi might have a bit of that coin. And then when Dan actions the withdrawal, only then does FTX act as the middleman, which then sources all these coins and then surrenders them to Dan, which is a lengthy and costly process. So when there's a run on the bank, they actually don't hold any coins because all they hold is the directory to say, oh no, you have 100 coins. The 100 coins are here, 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 and here. We're going to get them for you and then submit them to your bank account. What assets do these exchanges actually have outside of the transaction fees? But those transaction fees from an operational standpoint should be going towards the operations of the company. So how are they growing as a, as a business? Well, I mean, I think that's, you're right. That's, that's where the, the crunch is, right? Because they want decentralization. But these, these exchanges have no, by, by having them be decentralized or basically, I mean, the, the honest word for that is very lawless. Um, if, if, if it's the wild, wild west and there's no liquidity requirements or reporting requirements or auditing requirements for these exchanges, um, you know, when when there's a run on the bank like Binance initiated for for this FTX situation, um, the tide comes up and find out the emperor has no has no clothes. Or is that the right? Am, am I mixing yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. terminologies? Yeah, yeah, balls out. Um, so right. the you know, it balls out. But I think Binance for Binance to do this um, to initiate this. I mean, the, the CEO of Binance, CZ, is his name. I don't, he's a Chinese guy, so I don't know how to say his actual name. Um, but he goes by. And uh, Sam Bankman-Fried have had a beef for a long, long time. So there's a little bit of uh, um, there's a little bit of that going on in the background. But uh, for him to do this, Binance better be backed. They better make sure everything is locked tight because this could happen to them too. Because they're kind of exposing themselves by having something this big happen. You're right. A lot of people are going to look at crypto, are looking at crypto, and they're questioning why the heck am I holding this stuff. Or they can say, okay, I want all of my crypto and I'm going to move it to cold storage. Um, and then if Binance doesn't have, is, is illiquid or uh, even worse, if they don't, if, if, they, if they're insolvent completely and they, they actually don't even have any money to speak of, um, they, they, they're stuck in the money. Mm. I think for, for those of our listeners who perhaps didn't pay that much attention to this because you've never really invested in crypto anyway, and what does it even all mean, and what is an FTX, and who is this Sam fella? He doesn't look like a typical... Listen, just know that it was $19 billion to $0 <laughs> in the space of a few days. The only other place where I've seen such value be eroded so quickly is $44 billion to $8 billion, and that's Twitter. But anyway... Um, hey. 8 billion we'll Dan, Dan, get, Dan, <laughs> Dan we are lucky we are lucky if we are in 8 figures by the end of today the way this man is moving <laughs> well look it's Twitter is now a private company so we won't really be able to get a real look at what it's we worth we won't even be able to see any in, employees the this is firing people willy nilly <laughs> <laughs> hey but let me tell you okay, you know I'll something i I have. Okay. I, I worked All for, right, Simba. <laughs> and I'll tell you the the type of spending that happens within that's been happening within Silicon Valley for the past. And I, I, I worked for Tesla. 
the type of spending that's happened within Silicon Valley over the past 10 years, these people spend money like it's nothing. They would have, I mean, we've seen, we've seen the memes of Google having like, you know, having playhouses and, you know, all these, all this, you know, uh, 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 lazy rivers and pools and things like that for their employees. The way these companies have spent money is ridiculous and it's unsustainable. It was, the party was going to come to an end at some point. So there is a lot of validity Simba, Simba, to this Simba, idea. You know, the these guys is, are losing all There's cause and effect, day. right? But cause Yako, You're talking about two it's, different things. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the parallel. They, they might be intersecting your, eventually, but right now. Your statement they're, they're is like, not incorrect. But it's, it's, it's very no. different. <laughs> what, Simba, what you're saying is. <laughs> It's not incorrect. We are not disagreeing with what you're saying, but that's not what we are talking about at the, the issue, moment. Before this, the issue that's wasn't. Totally well, it wasn't that Twitter wasn't wasn't hemorrhaging money. Twitter was had now managed to right the ship. They weren't growing to the satisfaction of Wall Street. They hadn't captured the cultural zeitgeist. They weren't executing on their big long term plans, and they had made. Um, damaging long-term decisions that had um, alienated their core user base. That I will not deny. But I don't think any shareholders, particularly in, in, in Twitter stock, that were looking at the balance sheet were like, yo, expenditure's too high. They might have been bloated, but it wasn't like a, a, a fire like, oh my God, we need to or we need to lay off. How many is it now? Like 5,000 employees at 5,000? But I think it was going to happen. Here's, like, I think where, where Elon made the biggest mistake was he made the offer in May when Twitter stock price was still in the high 40s. I think it was like between 46 and 48 dollars. But, but there's another, there's another and thing. And he said, okay, I'm who pumped pay a up premium. that price? Who pumped up that price? Who else pumped no, up that, that, price? That, price, that, that price? Had been, that price had been elevated through the course of 2021, like where all the tech stocks were. I mean, Elon had been buying that stock and pumping the price up. No, he had not, Elon had not bought any shares in Twitter up until this year. Elon only no, the reason, the reason why the... That was Tesla. Phil, to, 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 to answer your question there, uh, he hadn't bought any, any uh, stocks yet, but the reason he's responsible for the raise in the price of each stock is because, remember, he, may, he was making joke memes about buying shares at 54.20 just so that the number 420 is in the price when that wasn't the valuation of the shares. So he hadn't bought, but that is why the, the prices were being overvalued at the time. But that's besides the point. The point is that man is unhinged. Unhinged, I tell you. He always has been. He always has been. Yeah. He, he, he always has been. I don't think there's a difference between the way he's behaving now and the way he has, at least for the past 10 years. You know what did it for me? You know what makes me happy now? When I saw him make that video of him bringing the sink in so he could say, let that sink mm-hmm. in. And... Uh, that's when, and he was really. A, that's he was when I started feeling, and he really was like, "I'm seeking." If, if only everything crashes, if everything crashes for this man, please, please, I'm begging, I'm begging, and, and now I'm like, ah, just because of that video. Otherwise, you know, I didn't well, really mind that much either. Look, way. I think for me, it was him posting, him posting um, that that story about uh, you know uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband and that possible gay love. I mean, that that type of stuff is like like. The kind of misinformation that honestly like that's really bad for any social yeah. media 
Mm. But in terms of like the memes and stuff, that's just how he's been. The 42069 stuff. I mean, no, he's been going that's, on that's about bad. That's since bad since too, but the sync thing. Yeah, the Nancy Pelosi thing is bad. So wait, but Dan, hold on, though, do, hold mean, on, hold on, on, hold on, Dan, just hold on, just just so we understand, the husband of the sit, she's the Speaker of the House, correct? The husband of, speaker the, speaker of, the, of the House in America, yeah, was attacked at their private residence, was in hospital, and my man's was tweeting con- wild conspiracy theories about their sexuality and and so forth. I'm not even gonna get into it. And you are saying no, that was bad, but not as bad as he as him coming to his first day on the job with a kitchen sink. Yeah, just for that one saying, is just let a that terrible dad. I'll I'll tell you why. I, I'll tell I you am why. saying because that one is just a terrible one is a terrible dad joke, and the other one is legitimately spreading. Real I mean, I wouldn't call the Nancy Pelosi thing are. a dad joke. Yeah, I wouldn't call the Nancy Pelosi thing a dad joke. That was a pretty bad thing that he did. That was that that causes that puts people in danger. So that like for me that was like that was the cringy dad joke. Yeah, that was cringy. But like he's like you know it's it's a cringy dad joke. It's not going to harm anybody. It was unforgivable. No, it was unforgivable. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, as a oh, I I don't think I've said this on the show. As a dad to be, I actually appreciate that. Congratulations, buddy. There we go. Did you just play applause? No, did you play laughter? <laughs> All right. Shout out to Hi, Simba hey, Soldiers. Hey, 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 Shout out to Simba Soldiers. Swimming, swimming so, the right way. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Listen, we was going to talk about FTX and Twitter, and we just figured, hey, since Simba is here, we may as well get into it. But we didn't discuss good things. I want to discuss Zimbabweans doing it big, and there have been a lot of Zimbabweans doing it big whoa, in our, whoa, whoa, in our whoa, brief on. absence. You, you guys are, so, you guys are so, you're so dramatic. Hmm? It's like not a chingy no, chingy. What up? so good. dramatic in the group. Uh, hey, the two broke twin boys, they are not here. Hey, Johnny, Johnny. Hey, Chenge. Hey, you guys are gone for so long. Hey, yeah. guys, been too much. Yeah, this has been too much. Guys, anyway, congratulations guys, to Zimbabwe for having know, a satellite in space. You know what, Dan? We should put ourselves as Zimbabweans doing it because we are doing big things. We are working. We are working. We are the grind. We are doing big things, honestly. Yeah, we are working at we're working just the, just the other day i went for lunch at two o'clock ha guys <laughs> i'm a worker <laughs> going back to zimbabwe and doing it big congratulations nah, shout out to, Z- shout out to you, man. zimbabwe as a whole and especially uh the man who is probably oh no yeah especially the man who is probably most responsible for uh for the the satellite that we have as a nation because that's that's a huge source of pride for us as a nation that we've got a satellite zimset one uh which was launched into space on the 7th of november and that was courtesy of a big team of course but uh especially courtesy of someone uh by the name of uh, timothy kuhamba systems engine zimbabwean space mm, systems engineer and, and because of him made it his, Kuhamba his goal almost a decade ago mm. So congratulations, congratulations to the team uh, that uh, yeah that also included um, Victor Mukungunugwa, Ramzan Munyaradzi Nyamukondiwa, and of course Timothy Watch. So we are doing big things. So I just thought I should mention that in case you are thinking we're not in space, we're in the space race. <laughs> Secondly, congratulations to 
Munya Chawawa. At this point, he's practically part of the podcast for releasing a documentary. Did you watch it, Phil? I, I have it. I'll share it with him. Don't do it. <laughs> yes, that's that's right. I, I have it, but I have not watched it. But congratulations on How to Survive a Dictator, a documentary about Robert Mugabe put together by Munya Chawawa. And, and uh, he has the distinct honor of being labeled a very foolish YouTube investigator by the Daily Mail. So congratulations, bro. And then, uh, while we're still on it, I want to give a big shout out to Zimbabwean Ruvarashi Hapaguti, uh, who is uh, being listed as one of the 10 creators of Tomorrow from Africa by Meta Platforms. Um, I don't know if she's going to earn anything from it because they just fired 11,000 people, but congratulations to her. Um, she is, she's built herself a little bit of a, a following on her social media platforms. I think particularly Instagram. Um, she's, she's, she's pretty dope. She's pretty dope. I, I have to say, I have to give her props. Uh, I've checked, I've seen her before. We've actually done some, some work with her before. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she'd be doing her thing and congratulations for being listed, uh, as part of Meta's platforms. Her, her Instagram username is mommy, but there's like dots and underscores in there. So good luck finding it. M underscore A dot M I I. Mami, a.k.a. Ruarashe Hapaguti. Um, and then, finally, congratulations to Kim Jade, who has been named the new head of marketing for Sneaker District South Africa. So, yeah. Yay. That's Zimbabwe doing it big. Thank you. We move on to some discussions that we can include uh, today. Ah, man, there's a lot that we've missed. We're not going to cover everything, but there are some interesting things we can talk about. So, first of all, just to go back to our discussion about cryptocurrency, did you know that Zimbabwe is creating its own digital currency? Are you aware of that, Phil? What? Tell me more, Dan. Let me tell you more. Thank you for asking. Uh, well, the RBZ, which uh, many of you will know as the Central Bank of Zimbabwe, the official name is the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe, well, they have announced that they are putting together or rather exploring the possibility of something they call a Central Bank Digital Currency or a CBDC. Uh, so uh, in order to uh, get some... Uh, understanding of what the general public feels they put on their social media platforms. I, I assume it's the official one. I can't tell with uh, current uh, uh, verification uh, processes, but I believe it is because it's the same one that was tweeting on their behalf before Elon Musk took over. Um, they put out uh, a survey for members of the public to fill in, which has 33 questions about your general feelings about cryptocurrency and digital currency and whether you would be interested in taking it up as an official currency for Zimbabwe. Mm. So that is... Uh, Quite exciting. Um, I, I I would love to, I would love to share the 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 questions, but there's 33 of them, as I've mentioned. Uh, mm, and, and we know you are not one for questions. Let me let me share let me share some of that. Apart from the you know the general questions like who are you, where are you from, where do you live, blah 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 blah. Um, they ask uh, questions such as, <clears throat> oh. It won't allow me to continue unless I fill in a question. Ah. <laughs> Male, age, so this. I think, I think yeah. the, the, the part that made me really latch onto this and enjoy it is just as we discussed the, the collapse of crypto or what some might say the trough. It might, it might bounce back, it might not. That's when the RBZ were like, yes, the time is now. Now is the time to convince our citizens to invest in this speculative currency. Nice. Uh, 
look, um, I would be keen to see. Uh, I've now filled in the initial questions about your ne- where do you live, how old are you, blah, 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 blah. They have questions like, have you ever heard about central bank digital currency? From your understanding, do you think CBDC is like cash? In your view, will a CBDC be different from the Zimbabwe dollar? Given your response, what are the similarities or differences between CBDC and Zimbabwe dollar? If the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe issued a CBDC, would you be willing to use it? This is just very fascinating to me. Because I wonder if the average Zimbabwean mm-hmm. will... Like, they don't even explain what it is. They just ask you, do you know what it is? So, Aish. Dan, remember, remember when <sighs> that's something a few to look people out tried for? to start uh, a crypto exchange and the IBZ was mm-hmm. very aggressive in shutting them down? Shut it down. Quick, fast. Mm. Mm. That's great for confidence. But, you know, that's, you know there's, that's really good for confidence. There's, there's very progressive minds at the helm there, you know, so... Um, Mm-hmm. Phil, that's true. While we have uh, while we have some of our 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 patrons here, there's some that I need to ask some questions. And we are not a, we're not a spot a sport podcast. Ah, Chris has gone. I was hoping Chris would still be here. I wanted to ask him about his team, Manchester United. Did you watch that Cristiano Ronaldo interview? Or at least see snippets of. Well, let's talk sports. <laughs> Wait, has it dropped? In Is that your thing? Dropping now. I'm studying sports management. Part two is dropping today. Should be dropping like maybe oh, now really? or ten. I think I think ten o'clock. But part one dropped allegedly. I mean, it was live. We just only see the the promo parts. Yes, Chenga, please tell me what's going on with your goat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a Real Madrid fan, and I just want to say that when Florentino Perez decided to not renew his contract, he knew what he was doing. Mm. I didn't. I doubted him at that point, but I think it actually allowed us to grow because mm, right. what's Go going on at Man U. I don't know. I just think he's being a bit unreasonable. You know, he needs what? to Ronaldo realize he's not the same player. <laughs> this no, is so out of character. Cristiano Ronaldo. I feel like it's going to affect Portugal now. Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? Are you telling bit- me that the Portuguese national team is over reliant <laughs> on not only Ronaldo's play but his temperament and emotions? No. <clears throat> <laughs> so i mean okay i'm sure everyone knows this by now but uh yeah cristiano ronaldo came out and uh had this explosive interview with that mug Piers, and mm. uh he said some really wild things in my opinion mm. I, I think mean, the wildest wh- thing he what? said was he wants to be like arsenal <laughs> i mean i mean that's understandable they're trying to force you out, yes. Not only the coach, but the other two or three guys there around the club. At uh, the senior executive level. Yes. That I felt betrayed. And uh, you think they're trying to get rid of it? Honestly, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. But listen, I I don't care. I'm always... People should listen to the truth. Yes, I feel betrayed. And felt that some people that don't want me here, not only this year... But last now, year too. Help me understand. No. Who during the summer? Who who was who was selling themselves like an OnlyFans model to every top club in Europe, trying to leave Manchester United? The unmitigated goal of saying, "I feel like people don't want me here." What? Ew! Are you joking? Of which, um, the facts get in front of a good story. Okay. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen different takes on this. One of the takes that I've seen is that 
fine, yeah, Ronaldo maybe shouldn't have done it in this way, but he's speaking the truth. And he's exposing things that are going on in the club. Look, I don't know if that's true or not, if that's actually the case. Then my question is, what is this? How do you sit there and say, I don't respect the manager? That's wild to me. That's absolutely insane. Anyway, Dan. That's, that's Kylian Mbappe I've got levels. breaking news, Dan. This is the breaking news bumper. Until we get a proper one. Breaking news, Dan. Actually, no. I just realized I What's got the breaking Migos. news? I've got Migos on my thing. Dan, the 2BT bump is real. As you know, the Grammys were just announced. The nominees. Mm. And the 2BT bump strikes again. Guess who's nominated for a Grammy in the best R&B album category? Oh, snap. Um, um, Chloe. No, Dan. Your favorite artist that you will not stop playing. Chris Brown is nominated for his latest album, Breezy Deluxe. And as you know, Dacom has writing credits on that project. So he is, in fact, nominated for a Grammy. So shout out to Dacom. Um, yeah. Shout out to Dacom, man. Congratulations, bro. Grammy nominations. What, 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 what? Um, mm. Speaking of awards season, uh, we just got the nominations for the Zim Hip Hop Awards. The Zim Hip Hop Awards. <laughs> um, as you know, uh, an awards ceremony that we have long held in high esteem and that we enjoy very much on Two Broke Twimbos. What's that, Phil? Huh? Sorry, what was that? Oh, sorry. Uh, Dan, you, you know, me like and that. Beefy. Is that, what do you say? Best of friends, you know what I mean? No animosity over here. He knows I respect him. And as of yesterday, I respect him too. I hope you I, I hope the nominations get rescinded for that attitude. <laughs> Look, okay. Here's what I honestly think. No, here's what I, on, I allow me a period of honesty. Uh, I know Phil has, and I know I have criticized the Zim Hip Hop Awards before, but within that criticism, I have to give Beefy props for actually putting it together in the first place, running around and working behind the scenes to make it better. And I've seen him put effort into trying to improve it with each edition. And I have to give him props for actually doing it, actually sticking with it, trying to improve it little by little each time. You know what they say? Some people do and others criticize. So it's easy to criticize. And especially something like awards shows, there's a lot to criticize. I get it. I know. But congratulations and, so, and shout out to him for actually doing it and actually putting in work and actually taking the criticism. You know, I mean, like, it's impressive. So I do want to say that. Um, that having been said, some nominees for this year's Zim Hip Hop Awards. In Best Male, we've got St. Flo, Holy Ten, Vaults JT, Arpeels, T Gons, and Sun. Mm. In um just just loading. My internet is pretty bad. <clears throat> Okay, I, I, I've got the... the in best uh, best female. No, no, I got it, I got it, I'm good, I'm good. Best female, Freshy, Young Gemini, Kiki, Cheyenne, Noluntu J, Mills Million. 
Who do you think is going to take that one, Phil? Mm. 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 Um, you know, um, Freshy. Look, we're, I'm being a bit shady. I'm going to be honest with you. I know Kiki. I've seen Young Gemini on social media. She's got a strong social media game, but I have I can't name a single song, and I don't know the others. Um, best collaboration: Volts JT and MT Furaine Kuno. Uh, in my, as I recall, that was a, a mildly disappointing song to some people, but it, I mean it wasn't bad. Leo Magos Fire Emoji Remix, uh, Baga Weraga, and Michael Bila Tupac Shakur. Have you heard that song, Philip? Yes, I, I isn't, that's uh, that's Tamuka's act. So because when I was at the studio, he was playing it for me. Yeah, man, I feel like I feel like this is a song that I completely ignored or I, like I didn't pay attention to, and then after a while, I was like, "Wait, the song is actually kind of cool. It's like kind of vibey." Tupac Shaku, Tupac Shaku. I'm just gonna play it for a, a short period so you mm. can hear it. Then this is a song from the song. early in the year. Jeez, um, I would say maybe a couple of months ago. What do you mean I'm ruining it? What mm. do I do? By singing it. DJ Tamok. That's kind of a bop, yo. I really like this song. So mm. anyway, it is nominated for um, for uh, best collaboration. Some of the other nominations that are in there include uh, Lamazelle's ASAP and Teddy Tempo, Vavavum, Boinino and Calvin, Dankim Dali. We played that on the show before, and Holy Ten and Kimberly Richards. Too scared. Best hip hop group. Phil, you're the one who's more in the streets. I'm not gonna lie. The only people I, I know are Dielectric Blue, and Dielectric Blue is is um outspoken. So that's oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, best producer, Pro G. Hey, shout out Pro G. Nominated. Script Moolah. Saint Flow, Saint Flow probably gonna take that. Um, let's see, best album. Uh, Sun is nominated. Volts JT, Arpeels, Holy Ten. Okay, that's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, mm. Best Diaspora, Hillsy is 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 nominated for best Diaspora. Pretty cool. Mm, 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 best mm. Radio DJ, Mox, PD, Lady K. Cool, 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 cool. Best club DJ. Hey, shout out to Iconic Crims, our new producer mm. for Two Broke Twimbos, nominated for best club DJ and event DJ at the Zim Hip Hop Awards. Mm. Um, Despite not DJing yeah. at Burner Boy. Psst. Best alternative. How are you going to skip over Ray Diz, Dan? Wow. I'm just going to clip over all, all, all my clients. 
Bastard. Look, we are supporting, uh, we're on this podcast, we support the podcast team, you know. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to Smith on deck as well. Shout out to Ray Diz, also nominated for Best Club DJ and Event DJ. Um, Best Alternative, Mrs. Kaleo Magos, Hilsey, St. Flo, Tanto Wavy, Mugaratia. Do you know Mugaratia, Phil? I've heard oh, one. So. There's so much stuff. There's there's so much stuff that like I keep missing and then I hear it. I'm like, yo. Okay, so um uh, what's the name of that song, uh Crims? The song that we like. Night Crims. Ah, Crims is sleeping. Okay. Which song are you talking about? By Mugaratia. Uh Mugaratia. Yeah. Yeah, uh it's called um uh, De Kwao. De Kwao. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Great song. Yeah. That's kind of vibey, right? Yeah. This isn't Tanto Wavy? It's Tanto Wavy's beat. Um, I, I yeah, guess it's one that, of his. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's Tanto Wavy's little brother. Uh, Tanto produced that. Wow. Dope, man. It's his little brother. They sound very similar, yeah? Yeah, very But I, I really like the song. I really like the song. I think it's, I, I think it's really dope. Um, any other notable nom- nominations? Uh, anything I missed? Uh, best journalist. Uh, cool, cool. Shout out to Mukudze, Mukudze Mulambo. Yeah, shout out to Ronald Magueta. Shout out to him. Shout out to Mukudze. Mukudze, one of our patrons, isn't he? Um, yes, yes or at least is. one of the inner yes, circle. Yes, yeah. Song of the Year. This, yeah. this is this is interesting. Song of the Year. Saint Flo with Silas Mabende. Holy Ten Too Scared with Kimberly Richards. Boy Nino and Calvin with Dankim Dali. Leo Magos and Blink Four with Fire Emoji. Volts JT with Shamariango and Hilsey with Naro. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Let me. Let me. Let me ask. Let me ask Chengetai. Chenge. Hip Hop Song of the Year for you. If you've paid any attention to Zimbabwean music. You're asking the wrong person. I feel like I I only listen to Tanto Wavy and like the old stuff. So I'm not really up to date, if I'm being honest. Crims, song of the year for you. Uh you know what? I, I really wish Naro Naro had come out earlier earlier on. Uh for me I feel like that's 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 the banger on, on uh, amongst all those tracks, but uh because of maybe the traction that uh fire emoji got, so yeah. I think but song you of never the year know should you go never to... you never you never know what, what might happen. I think song of the year should go to Silas Mavende and then video of the year should go to Naro. Uh, Interesting. I think I, I think I think Dad, I don't know how you're thinking, but there's no way Fire Emoji isn't isn't taking that. Like Fire Emojis. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you're you're right, Phil. 
I, I, I guess I'm deliberately ignoring it just because I realize just because of those remixes, all right. That's why. I'm tired. There's another You're remix tired. coming out. <laughs> there's another one coming out. There's there's a did you hear the did you hear the the Sungura remix? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, let me put you guys okay. I'm, I'm, I'm finna, I said I'm yes. put you guys yeah. on game. The best fire emoji remix. Yeah, no, it's not for you, Philip. It's for our listeners. Chenge is sitting there saying, hey, I only listen to old things. Hey, blah, blah, blah. The best fire emoji remix is the Passion Java one, followed by the Sungura one, which is this one. Monomukundu Tapnash and uh, Anthony Mpambawashe with the with the Sungura remix of fire emojis. Anyway, so uh, that pretty much wraps up the Zim Hip Hop Awards. Unless there's something else you want to touch on there, Philip? Uh, nothing. Just that I really respect what Beefy and Zimboy are doing. And I really love the Zim Hip Hop Awards. Can't wait to attend them. So over across the, the, the border there in Cape Town, there's a, there's a, a, a nighttime establishment called St. Lounge. St. Lounge were fed up, fed up that they were patrons who were coming in and not paying their bills, ordering bottles, bottle service, balling out and not paying their bills. So they gave the Mbingas that used to attend St. Lounge, this is sometime last week, they gave them 24 hours to settle their accounts or they would expose the names of the people who owed them money. They then follow, of course, we don't know how much, who, who paid and how much they paid, but uh, eventually they then posted, thank you to everyone who has already paid up. For those of you who haven't, bam, Ningi Ningi hasn't paid. Bam, Ningi, along with photos, posting on their Instagram. Um, this is this is a, a silly story, obviously. It caused a lot of conversation. I mean, whatever. But I I think it's worth discussing for two reasons. Number one, why why are you drinking on credit? That doesn't make sense. Everyone drinks on credit, Dan. Dan, have you been to a nightclub? What, what are you saying? But why are you doing that? Anyway, there's that. <laughs> Number one. Number two, and I think the more the more the more interesting part of this conversation is if I were to be advising Saint. On the one hand, this has really boosted the name and a lot of people who may not have known it now know it. So there is that. But on the other hand, are you going to make more money now? I would be very curious to see whether they do or they don't. I am inclined to think that they won't. I'm inclined to think that the people who would have wanted to go there will now feel afraid or feel like, you know what, these guys might not have my back and et cetera, et cetera. So the, the high spenders, the ones who are going to spend 50, 60% of your, of your budget for the night are going to not come. So I don't know if this was a good move. But then what do you do with people that owe you money? It's a, it's a tough situation. Yeah, I, I think the initial warning was enough. I think they kind of got addicted to the engagement and they kept going with it. Because then they started exposing people that owed them 1,400 rand. That's like 80 bucks. Really? Really? 
Yeah, it's like, like, come on, guys. I guess what they did is they just chose everyone who owed more than a certain amount of water because, like, some of them were like ten thousand, fifteen thousand, but even then, like, mm. and, mm. and is this really going to help you? And as you saw, some of them were even refusing to pay. <laughs> I will not pay. Let me find that video. That dude killed me, man. Then the 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 real funny part is now he's asking because it's not his car because he's asking the person where the tank is. I've never go to that club before buying A's. I always go there and buy pop A's every time they invite me to that, that club, eh? I'm not paying you one cent. Present waiting. Say good day, okay. Eh? We shall not pay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Where's your time? Where's your time? <laughs> how, I don't understand. How are you that belligerent when you're driving your girl's car? I don't understand. <laughs> Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. I, I, I've come, I've, I've come to accept that um, there's a whole section of life and of living that is just not my portion. I don't understand it. I probably never will. This whole, like, this whole subculture and whatever. I'm sorry, I just don't get it. Do you get it, Chenge? Have you ever, have you ever been with the with the big ballers, the shot callers in the club popping bottles, wondering like, damn, nah, this bill no. must be like fifth. <laughs> I don't get it's not impressive it. to me. It's not it just seems so corny to me, and I don't I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, that's why, that's why come you, have that, you, know you have a small mind. Dad. You don't understand what the big picture is, you know what I'm saying? Where the money making is at. That's the problem with you, Dan. You need to expand your horizons. You know what I mean? Hit me up. This is the so someone said, someone said that, uh, you know what? This, in some instances, this is an investment because you're raising your profile in the eyes of people. It allows you to close deals, walk into certain offices, uh, you know, interact with different people, rub shoulders with different business people. It really raises your profile. To that, I would I would counter and say, I bet you no one thought that in the moment. This is a post situation where you're like, you know what? Actually, the real reason is because of in the moment, no ways. You guys didn't decide, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this so that I can interact with. It's all about looking good and that's just that's but it. that's the same thing that's kind of anyway the same thing that social social capital has different byproducts you just described one of them which is the more my social capital is the more i can close deals we just had simba talking about how sbf ran a scam that's the same way a lot of these scammers operate is they raise their social profile by making it seem they are more valuable than they actually are and then that gives them more lines of credit because now in the middle of the scam, like getting someone to give you money is one thing, but making sure they don't ask for that money back is the tough part. And that's where the social capital comes into play because like, man, I see Dan popping bottles every weekend. You know what? He's got it. He's got the money. He said, he's, I should be patient. I see he's successful. He's doing his thing. Let me just be patient. Wait for this return on investment, blah, blah, blah. Then before you know it, Dan's changed identities. He's now got three girlfriends in Scandinavia. He's selling his polo clothes to pay his rent and he's living in a hostel. You know, things happen. But that's part of it. It's just buying social capital. Yes, there are some people who genuinely do not know like how to talk to women. And they think the only way to get women is to live this lifestyle. And I've seen it myself in the club and it's hilarious. But I also see now the clubs where you network. And sometimes... Like when I'm at the club, I don't want to be standing. So if I'm going to the club, I want to make sure there's a table. I might not be drinking, but I'll, I'll need a table. 
because I need to network, seek people, blah, 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 blah. And just by, by that, by having a table, you have to then have a minimum spend because the manager's going to look at you like, you're my Phil, come on, dog. I can't. There's someone else next to you who's willing to spend X amount of dollars. Can you at least help me out so I can justify you having this table? That I get. But like popping bottles I am of every weekend, this. that's nonsense. So would you would you do that on credit? No, but I'm me. I'm like Dan. You know me. I mean, we, both of us we're too frugal for this. For me, ah, Dan, come on now. I can't imagine doing that. I but get, I can understand I, people that do I get it. I would buy a. I would like hearing you. I would buy a four thousand percent marked up bottle just so that I can have a table with the people that I'm with and we can sit down and I don't have to stand. I would do that. I would actually do that. To me, I get it. I'm paying for this convenience for whatever. Um, I also get social capital and you're going to, you know, you're going to appear a certain way to different people. It's a, I get all of that. My issue is I would never do that on credit. And I think it's ridiculous to do that because if the reasoning is um, this is a financial decision because then it's going to make me do this and this and this, there's no way it's a good decision. No ways. No ways. I refuse. Rather, go to the back, speak to the waiter, tell him to give you an empty Hennessy bottle, you pour your two keys in there, and then they bring it for you, and then you, you see. That's my advice. Anyway, moving on. Um, never going to work. So we touched on it a little bit earlier, no, but... We, uh, your, your boys, Anna, Elon Musk, are moving wild on this, uh, on this here Twitter. Do you know... One thing that this Twitter, one thing that this Twitter saga has really highlighted to me. Of course, I knew it all along, but so few people are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The 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 I, I guess I I, I kind of take it for granted because you know we we interact with so many people on Twitter and so on. But like in my day to day, the number of people who are actively on Twitter are such a small percentage. I think, and, and and this whole drama has sort of highlighted that for me because a lot of people are just like, ah, there's something happening over there on that Twitter. And they don't even fully understand how Twitter works in the first place or what it is. And, 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 and. So it is quite interesting to see what's going on. But obviously you guys have seen the, have seen the news and the stories. Uh, Elon Musk essentially was forced and then he then went into it buying Twitter and he's just gone wild. He's firing people, changing policies, just seemingly willy-nilly on a whim just deciding this and then changing his mind and in the process losing uh, advertisers, losing market value. Uh, it is hilarious to advertisers watch. Are not uh, back. Some people are estimating. Not hmm? Advertisers are not coming Some people back. are estimating that. Yeah, yeah. Some people are estimating that it's it's just a matter of weeks before Twitter crashes and not just because of advertisers or whatever, like literally the infrastructure that it sits on for example, I saw some screenshots today of people who could not log in using two-factor authentication because one of the microservices that that uh, Elon shut down uh, enabled two-factor authentication. I don't know how true that was or not, but people were posting like, "I can't log into Twitter." It's you know, it's it's just grayed out the whole option. So, I'm I am. It's interesting to watch. It is fascinating to watch. And then this begs the question: If this is how Elon Musk pays attention to detail and makes sure a thing with many moving parts runs smoothly. I mean, you getting into that autopilot Tesla for real? Okay, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no so doubt, no doubt. This, this, this is the fallacy of brand and marketing. Because as we just said, like, 
the what what you present isn't necessarily reality. Just this week, Dan, I think. I know. Let me make sure I get the figure. Let me let me make sure I get the figure right. Let me let me make sure I get the ring. Yep, it it was. I didn't misread. Right now, Dan, this week Tesla is recalling forty thousand vehicles due to a steering malfunction. Forty thousand vehicles. That is it's almost as much as what Twitter is worth, bro. <laughs> so, Elon Musk has done a great job of building the law around him. Like, people believe, like, yo, this guy's a genius. He's a great organizer. And I'm sure he has great attributes to him because you, you don't get to that level without some positives, right? But let's also not mm. forget Donald Trump was president. That's, that's one thing. But anyway, um, back to the matter at hand. I'm sure he has positive attributes. It does not seem like understanding social media is one of them. And this is something that we knew from the jump. This is something that a lot of people question from the jump. The price he paid didn't make sense. And now he's doing such a bad job. I literally have to ask myself, does he have some sort of buyout, like like some sort of bankruptcy loophole that he's trying to exploit? Because it's like he's actively going out of his way to devalue the company. It's like it's like it's so egregiously bad that it has to be deliberate, right? That's what it feels like. It's ridiculous, man. And you know, Phil, we've had we've had good times on Twitter, man. You know, especially the early days. Damn, this podcast, man, this podcast, this podcast was built on Twitter. Our name, yeah. <sighs> End of an era. So, like, Jenga, on, where are we going? Man. Where are we going? Back to Tumblr. We're going back to Facebook. Where are we going? Yeah, we're going back to Facebook. God damn, Dan, we're going to go back to Facebook. <laughs> Phil, it's time for us to start making 15-second podcasts on TikTok. We move. <laughs> so the other thing that really, and I don't think people fully understood this, right? So last week when Elon, well, two weeks ago when Elon announced the $8 a month for the Twitter verification and Twitter Blue, people raised questions and they were obvious from the jump. The impersonation was the first one. It's like Elon didn't want to hear the naysayers and he proceeded. Um, in that first week, according to reports, there were 140,000 people that signed up for Twitter Blue at $8 a month. If you do the maths, that comes to $1.1 million, right? However, the fake verified tweets made his money back. The fake verified tweets have cost Twitter approximately thirty billion in market cap. They cost Eli Lilly because of the 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 fake insulin tweets around eight billion. They somewhat recovered from it, but they've cost them. CNN had to issue multiple retractions because of fake CNN accounts. They are fake gov- government officials. The damage created for one million dollars. In gross revenue versus the debt, it doesn't make sense. You cost yourself billions for pennies. Phil, the the problem is you have a small mind, and you can't mm. you can't wrap it around the four D the five D chess that is being played right now. You're when he comes out on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's you don't get it. Why do you think he's the richest man in the world? Why do you think he was the richest man in the world? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, I'm laughing. Yo, I'm laughing at how quickly I, I'm laughing at how quickly that Forbes list changed. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> Musk, this is our time. SBF, this is our time, <laughs> Phil. At this rate, if this rate, all you, if all you do is save your money in the bank, you're going to be appearing on them top ten list right now because it's peak right now for these billionaires. Speaking of which, did you did you um, did you watch uh, Dave Chappelle's SNL monologue? I did actually. Yes, I did. It's quite funny. It's quite funny. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious, and I was like, "Hey, Dave Chappelle is—he's just really good at doing what he does." But I knew, obviously, that um, there's going to be people, people mad at it. Um, what are they mad at? I have a, I have a take, and you know, you know, Phil, I, I don't want to break the first law of uh, of show business, but. I think Dave Chappelle is a master at being just as insulting and offensive to every group without singling any out. So he spreads it around. Of course, he has been accused of sing- – no, I mean he has been accused of singling certain groups out, right? And th- that's fine. I think if you are in a particular group and you hear the jokes that are aimed at you, you will feel singled out. But then I feel like there's many multiple groups that will hear jokes about – White people, black people, the alphabet gang, Jews, whatever the case is, there's there's always jokes, and I w- I would imagine that his goal I would I would like to think obviously you never know someone's motivations, but I would imagine his goal is to not look like he's holding back from speaking about a certain group, and I think especially in certain time periods it may look like he's targeting certain groups. Maybe he even is overall, but I think over the span of his career. Most people that have followed Dave Chappelle would say that he has made fun of, been kind of offensive, but in a very funny way to almost every group out there. I think it's almost singling out a group to not include them. So, I think, I think he, and what I've always said, if something he says is offensive to you, that's fair play. But, you know. Are people not supposed to ever say anything offensive to you? Okay, where are you and going to every with, other person and to every offen- group? What is offensive? What is offensive? No, no I've, I've already taken it. That's as far as I'm going to take it. It's just, I'm just saying my take is, because um, if you never, if you didn't watch Dave Chappelle's monologue, um, it was quite funny. But he does, like he's making jokes about Kanye and he's making jokes about, oh, Kanye, you you broke the first rule of showbiz. You don't go after, after that group of people. And, and, you know, there was obviously a lot of backlash. We were like, hey, Dave Chappelle is, um, you know, he's um, he's uh, normalizing um, anti-Semitism and so on. And I I can get the criticism. I just think that, but that's, that's what he does. He's a comedian. He makes fun of every group. And sometimes it's offensive. And I get it. Yes, he's, I'm offended. But then my question, my follow-up question is, does that mean he must not say offensive things? Is that what we're saying? And I think that's a more difficult question than people realize. Are we saying that Dave Chappelle must not say offensive things? The agreement is yes, then it's offensive. Who are you posing this must question Dave Chappelle to? not say offensive but, things? But who, who are you posing this question? I'm not posing the question. I'm just, I'm giving my take based on an ongoing conversation we've had about Dave Chappelle and other comedians like Bill Burr and the offense that they have caused to people. And I'm underlining the point that I had made before that it is fine to be offended because, you know, 
That was kind of his goal for certain groups, but trying to be funny in a way. Some people will be offended and that's okay. Don't consume that content. But then I'm, I'm adding a follow-up question. Does that mean to those people who are offended by certain content, whatever it is, whether it's targeted at the alphabet gang, targeted at the Jewish community, targeted at black people or white people or whatever the case is, I just want to know, and this is a hypothetical question. It's not at anyone in here. Does that mean you want Dave Chappelle and other comedians to not ever say anything offensive? And that sounds like an obvious question because the argument is what he said is offensive. Yes. Does that mean he must not say offensive things? And I want to know if those people believe, yes, Dave Chappelle must not say anything offensive. I found, I would mm. find that fascinating. But anyway, moving on. Okay. Anyway, moving on for that yawn fest of a proposition by Dan. It's time to bring it back, guys. And we back outside. You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. That's right. We're back outside. Dan, give us the rundown. What have you been up to this past hey, two months, month and a half? I'm like, damn. Where were you at? What were you Dang. doing? All right. So uh, I was at Unplugged. Um, I was at uh, Black Panther. Mm. I was at uh, yeah. So, we'll did, why did you skip over? We'll how, how was unplugged? At the, at the, I was unplugged. I was, I was unplugged. Tell us. How was, was Holy Ten? How was Leo McGoss? How was XQ? Tell us. Okay. So um, the, the, the main act of this past unplugged was Costa Titch. Um, I would argue that the real main act was XQ. Uh, XQ carried that show on his broad shoulders. Unplugged was carried by XQ. Costa Titch was not bad at all. He, he, I mean, he came in with energy. He did his thing and so on. Realistically, how many Costa Titch songs do most Zimbabweans know? Four? For people who actually listen to that quite a bit? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he did his thing. He didn't, he didn't perform badly at all. He just did his five songs, I think, or something and, and dipped off. XQ owned the stage like only XQ did. And during, you know, so I was in, uh, I had the privilege of being in like uh, the, the, what they call the chill zone section. Mm. It, really, it really upped the game. They've really upped the game for the chill zone section. It's like getting more and more VIP-ish. Like you'd be sitting in there like, damn, like, are we about to start like, are we going to start hunting like peasants soon or something? But for XQ's set, I was like, nah, man, I got to go right in front of the stage. So I went into like right, right in the midst, right in the midst. And I lost my wallet. <laughs> so that was. <laughs> that but. Uh, yeah. Worth it, because XQ was top-notch. Um, who else was there? There was XQ. There was uh, Leo Magos. Hey, Holy Ten. How was I Holy lie, Ten? Hey. Leo Magos. Holy Ten, was, he was good. He was good. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo Magos, how was he? Leo, hold, wait, let me, let, me, let me just recall, think of my thoughts. Holy Ten was good, but. Yeah, but I think he, he still needs time to work on his live show. But he was good. He was, he was fine. Um, Leo Magos was not good. That was bad. Like even with the smash hit song that you have, which is Fire Emoji, man, it was it was really tough to control the crowd and his his performance and his mic usage and man, you can see that the studio environment and effects make a huge difference. And yeah, and of course, I'm gonna be gracious. He's still a new act. Mm-hmm. Just broke out this year. You know, he's probably done what three, four shows, maybe I don't know, something like that. 
But what? yeah, no, it wasn't. What are you talking about, Dan? Three, four shows. What are you talking about, dude? Fire emoji is the biggest song in the country. I, mean, I, I, I am well aware of that. How many shows has he done? And I don't mean he's like a, he's done oh, a quick appearance he's here done, or he's, he's do a quick a gang of do shows. a quick verse he's at done, the. He's done. A you know, if he has, then shows. then I shudder to think what the first ones were because it wasn't good. So uh, he didn't perform this. <laughs> And shout out to, by the way, shout out to Adiona, who had like a, you know, like a, like early, eve- late afternoon, early evening. Like, mm. you know, she was really, she was really showing off the vocals. And it was nice, you know, like, you know, you're outdoors, the sun is setting or it's getting close to set. It wasn't setting yet. Maybe it was like five-ish or something, you know. So it's like evening-ish vibes. And then she's over there singing. It was pretty dope. Um, did you let perform, me put it this did, way. Did, did you perform this song, Dan? I don't know. I don't know if you've heard it. Let me just go ahead. Let me just combine it. Did you perform this? I don't know. <laughs> no. Is that Halu? Is that Halu? Mm. <laughs> um, let me put it this way. Holy 10 also performed fire emojis. Mm. And I think that was pretty much the only time fire emoji was performed. Anyway, going back to the ad that you just played. Um, remember when we spoke about uh, the ad that you played earlier? Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. I remember when we spoke about, you know, you got to maintain relationships and sometimes you shouldn't speak too much and gee, 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 gee. Mm. So I'm going to waive a lot of thoughts that I have. But I think we can discuss. <laughs> Look at this corporate shill. Look at this corporate <laughs> shill right here. Look at this corporate shill. On a much, on a much bigger level, we have spoken before about the use of jingles in Zimbabwe advertising. And I mean, you know, you have to consider the audience as well. That's what the audience responds mm. to. That's why there's so many jingles because the audience still responds to it. So as much as we can sit here and be elitist and say, oh, no, we shouldn't be doing jingles. That's what the audience is responding to. What, what, what do you want to happen? Stop because responding to jingles. You, in Dan, the you, you're jingles. arguing with me. You are arguing with me. And I was like, guys, as much as this is cringe, That having been said. Roshandam, I get made. That having been said, I have a different opinion. In my opinion, obviously, there's, there's several goals that you have in any marketing campaign. Top of most people's goals is brand awareness. And that comes in many forms and so on. But I would say for certain brands, more important than brand awareness is brand affinity, which is you already know this brand. For example, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola's adverts are not about brand awareness. Coca-Cola's adverts are about associating certain emotions with their brand. That's why they keep putting out. They're not putting out adverts so that you know Coca-Cola exists because you already know it exists. They've already come with that assumption. What they're aiming for is brand affinity, which is when you think of Coca-Cola, what emotions do you have? What, 
What feelings do you get? And that's why they have these adverts about happiness, feel good, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's their whole brand image. Obviously very simplified. I would argue that for certain fast food brands, like in this case, Steers, the target market doesn't need to know it exists. I would say it's further than just top of mind. They need to create certain emotions surrounding the mention or the thought of that brand. And I would say the brand affinity associated with certain jingles might not go in the direction you want. I, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to say that in this particular situation, there's a 50-50 discussion. Because Fire Emoji is a very popular song. And it, you know, it, it is popular. To, it is possible to say that there's certain affinities and feelings that can be associated with the song that could be associated with the brand. But I think overall, I would have gone a different direction is what I was trying to put across in, in our little debate on Twitter. But then I also didn't go too deep into it. Because like I said, you know, mm. we have corporate relationships we need to try and maintain. So, and my, my point is in the same way, so the Coca-Cola example I would disagree with because Coca-Cola is in the product life cycle, Coca-Cola is at the end. So they're at the maturity phase. All they need to do is remind people they exist and they, they need to now position themselves in the market. So all they all you're doing is just remind people about your brand positioning, which as you mentioned is positive emotions, positive feeling, and refreshment. That's what they always like to push. Refreshment. Yeah. As as and I I'm never gonna disparage Coca-Cola. But when I'm really thirsty. If someone presented me with a bottle of water and a bottle of Coke, you know what I mean? Just Anyway, neither here nor there. But Look, in any personal, I love Coca-Cola with every meal. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> so there's that. And the fact of the matter is because, and the other example we have is just last week, and we're discussing this in another marketing group. We're talking about the chicken licking advert, right? Where yeah, it's a big budget humorous slapstick thing and then there's a at the end there's a little bit of product product placement a little bit of product positioning but for the most part it's more about the conversation and that's what steer yeah. that steers jingle was to a very cheaper degree but all it was was creating the conversation around steers and as i said as cringy as it is leo Margos actually told me oh snap if i'm hungry i can go to steers and get a burger i can get some time time but just got my ribs and I can wash it down with the milkshake. Huh. <laughs> so he, he's informed me of the And of course, it, in, in these conversations, by the way, I, 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 don't, I don't sit here and intend to say that it's absolutely terrible. It will never work. That's not at all what I was saying. What, what, I, what, I, what I was trying to point to is I would rather have gone in a different direction and aimed for a different uh, um aim for different KPIs as my primary goals. In terms of brand awareness, cool. You've marked, you've ticked that off. Great. Brand awareness done. But I would have prioritized um, emotional uh, posi uh, brand positioning and and uh, um, brand affinity. But anyway. Um, if, if I come to you with a budget... Yeah, were yeah, you outside, Philip? How am I, where am I, where am I going to have the time and the efforts to, to develop that creative... Come on, man. Let's be serious here, guys. Give, 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 give two broke twimbles to do a, a buy steers campaign. Not for $300. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, my prices, anyway, uh, my prices have gone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, um, 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 were you outside, else? Philip? Where were you? Ah, damn. I've been outside, outside, hey, outside in Zimbabwe, outside in South Africa. Because you know how we be. Psst, you know how we do. Psst international mm -hmm. oh, wait 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 phil 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 i sorry for, i forgot to mention one thing that i was also outside at and this was accidental so i had been invited to the uh, uh a gallery night 
by um oh, I've, I've already, his name has already slipped my mind. Um he's a he's a he's an artist. And uh, it was at Pikicha. You know where Pikicha gallery, gallery is there? Yes, 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 yes. That's where yeah, I went by, to by, by. for, for K-Chap's album. In fact, I even forgot to put K-Chap's. So many things to go yeah. on. By Helensville there. So uh, it was two artists, Basqua and Chakwas, who uh, were exhibiting uh, the grand opening of their their art pieces and exhibitions there by, by Pikicha. And I had been invited and I was like, it sounds interesting, but man, I'm so busy right now. I can't really go. And then I eventually decided, you know what? Let me just go. It was mostly because I was too lazy to cook. So I thought I'll just get food there. I'll take a look at a few pictures. And also because, you know, my my wife-to-be is super into art. So I'm also trying to cultivate an interest in art as well. So, hey, let me go and see these, these art pieces. I also get some food. Yo, I was pleasantly, like it was such a dope vibe. The, the art was really dope. They had some, you know, the, 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 the way they'd set it up, like you walk around, seeing some art pieces, you get some drinks, get some food. I really liked the whole experience. It was, I was really glad I went. So shout out to Basqua and Chakwas, uh, the two artists who, who were showcasing. Uh, they, the, the titles of their pieces were, or rather the theme, I guess, of the night was Afropop. So it was like art around Afropop. And it was pretty dope. I really liked it. Um, and I had a great time. And you know what? The next time there's something like that, I would be keen to go. But yes, where were you, Philip? Where do I begin, man? Come on now. Uh, in Zim, well, we had the Naro launch. That was that was dope. Night we were at Karma. That was that was good to see to see people responding to the song already. Um, shout out to Karma. Shout out to Fuji. Um, what else have we been up to? Jeez, Louise, so much happening. Um, so then I went to South Africa, we're there for a week. So we were there for, uh, the HME, um, charity event that was on the Saturday. So shout out to, to the HME team. Shout out to Mr. Gilbert for inviting us over. It was great. Incredible sound system. Yo, Dan, this man has six line arrays. Those things knock. Oh, so we had a good time there. Uh, shout out to Rex. Rex hosted us at, at Egyptian Latino. Interesting vibe there. Interesting vibe. Dan, have you ever gone out to a club and you see particularly Hindu guys, like a lot of Hindu people, dancing to deep pianos? Like like deep pianos. Where is this going? Deep pianos. So the thing is, uh, and I don't want to sound offensive, but it, it was an observation. I was there for six hours, and there was six hours of well, they were switching between our um, pianos or some dance music, then it was a hip hop set. In those six hours, I did not see anyone catch the beat once. Like I don't know what songs they were hearing in their heads, but it definitely wasn't the song being played by the DJ. It was it was just interesting. It was it was I've never seen Ama Piano dance to like that in my life. It was a different experience. It was a different world. And you know, but that's what it's all about. Being outside is about exposing yourself to different cultures. Maybe, you know, may, maybe that's what they're doing, you know? You know, screw screw your guys' dance moves. They've got their own. And shout out to them, man. It's good, good vibes, good people. Had a good time. Um, yeah, then I was just doing a lot of like industry events in South Africa. Went to AKA's Platinum Platinum Party. So Sete's gone platinum. I'm sorry, not Sete. Hey, jeez, my mistake. Lemonade's gone platinum. Lemons, so, yeah, yeah. So he had a he had a party at Red Rocket, sponsored by Cleese. Um, connected with a lot of good people there. It was good to see them. I was just having a lot of meetings. Um, then I saw my nana perform at a Spotify event. Man, that guy got some pipes on him. Man, a great voice, great live performer. Um, yeah, and then pretty much landed the following day. 
straight from the landing, um, went to Jeezy's um, interview on Star FM. Then after that, Halu had a listening session for the next Halu project that we're going to be dropping soon um, at the theater. Then after that, I passed through K Chap's listening session for his album. It was sounding crisp, man. Um, it, by the time we recorded, it was supposed to have dropped the day before, but sadly, it's still not out. Um, I just saw he put out an announcement saying it's going to drop on Thursday. Um, and I, I was speaking to him and Yasha David. I was like, guys, just start dropping your projects on Friday so that you can get into the release cycle. Because one of the things that Zim artists seem to be neglecting is if you drop off release cycle, your songs can't get considered for playlisting. And playlisting is what's going to separate you from any other act, particularly on the continent. Um, not to divulge figures, but like with the playlisting I'm able to get for my acts that we've gotten in these last releases, they account sometimes, even the hits, they account for sometimes 30 to 50% of all streams. That's a lot of streams. That's a lot of people discovering your music. That's a lot of people you're converting. That's a lot of followers. That's a lot of people being upskilled to... YouTube and social media and so forth. So don't sleep on that, man. Don't sleep on that at all. Uh, yeah, man. There was just a lot going on. What else did we do? So tired, Dan. So much happening. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Phil, we need to wrap things up real quick. But um, there's so much music we need to talk about. Yeah, well. man. Let's do. Let's let's do music. Actually, well, before we do music, I want to just have a quick spoiler review. Spoiler spoiler free review of Black Panther because I know Phil hasn't watched it yet. So I managed to go to the Black Panther Wakanda Forever premiere on uh, this last week. That's Friday. how busy I've been, Dan. I have not watched Black Panther. I have not watched Black Adam. I haven't watched Black Adam yet either. But I went in there expecting, or not expecting, worried that there might be a possibility I might cringe. How are they going to handle Chadwick Boseman's death? Um, not only that, I mean, if you follow the production of this movie, there were so many things that went wrong. There was Letitia Wright and her whole situation. And I mean, she also broke her arm during shooting and they had to shut down during COVID. And like, there's, there's, there were so many problems in my head. I was like, yo, I, I am quite concerned about the, how this movie is going to turn out. And I would feel so bad if I walk in and walk out feeling like Disney was trying to profit off of Chadwick Boseman's death. And I want to say that I walked out so pleasantly surprised that they seemed to handle everything perfectly. Just They just handled everything perfectly from, from introducing a new ethnic group and handling their whole situation to Chadwick's death and how they deal with carrying on the movies without him to handing a legacy and all of that. In my opinion, I have zero... I have some complaints about other things, but just for that alone... I I I have to give props to Ryan Coogler and the team and the way they put it together. Like I legit at some point in the movie I legit had tears. Mm-hmm. Mm, legit had te- twice actually in the movie. Yeah. And if you if you've watched it, you'll probably know which two times. But you know, what do you think, Cheng? Did you enjoy it? I, I I totally agree with everything you said. I really enjoyed it. I had the same worries as you, and I I really. They handled it well. It was like a good balance of, you know, yeah. different elements. I'm not going to say more, but I liked it so much that I'm going to go back and watch it. That's how good it was. And the soundtrack is amazing. I think it's very different from the first one, but 
I, can't, I don't want to compare it to the first one, you know, because I feel like they kind of go together. It was just, it was perfect. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. And um, I was starting to lose a little bit of hope when it comes to like Marvel, because it feels like they were doing the same thing over and over again. But like, I think props to Ryan Coogler, like you said, he's really good at making, you know, these movies and he just knows how to do it really well and you can just tell the difference like how to handle grief like compare this with Thor <laughs> love and thunder speak on it queen yeah. I mean they of course they, they I mean just they, they have the standard Marvel jokes and stuff but like far away from anything to do with grief and I mean I, I appreciate them mm-hmm. for doing that trust the, trust the black people to come and save the day again for Marvel I hope you guys are paying people properly mm-hmm. please um, I I won't call it perfect because I did have a couple of complaints. I felt there was a couple of unnecessary things. So I'm I'm, I'm going to say things that are in the trailers. So it's not a spoiler. So this movie introduces Riri Williams, right? Um, who is known for those who follow the comic, the comics that she's Ironheart. I mean, she was she was cool in the movie. I just there was. She was, there was no purpose for her to be there. It felt like just an extra storyline that didn't add to the the main story, in my opinion. Anyway, so I didn't mm. feel like there was extra stuff that felt superfluous. Like like it wasn't me- like it it just felt like it wasn't meant to be here. But I get it. Marvel's trying to make sure that you you at least know the character, and then you'll they'll have their own spin off show later on, I guess, or whatever. But anyway, in my opinion, brilliant movie. I loved it. I loved it, and I loved how they put it together. And we'll we'll discuss in detail when you watch Philip. Indeed, indeed. Let's check out some music, and I need to get out of here, Philip. I have a wedding to plan. Um, Damn, you're a man. You all have this pitch up. What are you talking about? Um, this is also true, but you have to at least, uh, you know, you have to at least show. Uh, oh, that, those are colors we're using. I love them. You see, so you gotta mm-hmm. gotta be there. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> mm. I, okay. um, I think new, let me start let me start with the K-Chaps because yeah. this, this song K-Chaps dropped with um, Junior Brown this is a, this is a this is a tune man yay banger and I love the video I was watching that video and I was so jealous I was like yo the simplicity in this video here I am spending thousands of dollars on videos and this man is ah they don't understand that I'm very far from where I'm supposed to be in anger fame Cause I feel like I'm becoming selfish day in, day out Alright, we're gonna add it to the playlist Dan, what you got? Let's go quick fire, quick fire, quick fire, quick fire Dope, dope, dope Oh, dope. snap, Dan, right, so, uh, uh, Dan, Dan, I'm sorry, I, got, I gotta go back I totally forgot about this So, it's been a while since I've been to Twenty Fontaine. Dan, I've never been to something like this in my life like the tw- what Twenty Fontaine shout out to Malachi and his team and homecoming. Oh my God, what they've built is insane. So, for those of you that don't know, Twenty Fontaine, it's 
kind of like unplugged, but for a younger demographic. So it's mm-hmm. now been moved to this massive hall and you go into the hall and there's just tables everywhere. So like the whole vibe is you go down there, you sit at your table, you can get drinks, you get your hookah, whatever. But like you'll always have somewhere to sit. And if you want to stand and, and dance or, or, or um, speak to people, you can. And then like there's this whole sprawling space behind it with cushions and so forth. So it's this massive area, right? And But the caveat is... Inside the hall, the music is ridiculously loud. Like, it knocks. And the, they start off with, like, the laid-back stuff. Then it'll, it'll be, like, laid-back R&B and hip-hop. Then it'll move to Deep House. And then QDJ came on, and then the vibe changed because he was playing Ikum and Yo. Yeah. As he says, we don't play the same gom. Dan, this thing was knocking. So that happens. And then Saki comes to perform. And I expected Msaki to do the normal Msaki said, no, Msaki knew the crowd she's playing to. So Msaki comes with a DJ and she's doing Afro house beats over her existing songs. So instead of like an acoustic set, it's her songs, but now with an Afro house flavor, which was dope. And then the DJ started going crazy and they started playing that Pitori house. Dan, I've never seen energy like that in my life. Like and and I had I hadn't I hadn't been to Pretoria since before COVID. And Dan, if you remember, before COVID, um I wouldn't say I was one of the first, because I think that's a little pompous, but I was early on the Yanos wave. And like you remember, like I used to like always push like yo guys, this Yanos sound is crazy. And we were like, dude, what the heck is this? So that's the, the first time I saw it before the pandemic. This was my first time after the pandemic. Yikes. Dude, see seeing seeing 3,000 people dance in unison to the Bastrata and they're doing the Bastrata dance. Oh. Oh, my God. Seeing 3,000 people doing a conga line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was mad. So, it was, it was, it was, it was such a vibe. It was such a vibe. I, and like, everyone's there just to have fun. Like, the energy isn't, like, you know, like when you go to a place, you know, you would know, you know, like, I don't like, I love unplugged, but there's that element of your your wallet being taken, and you can feel, you can sense the danger in the air. It just takes a lapse in judgment. There, like everyone was there for one thing and one thing alone: insurance, nothing else. So yeah, shout out shout out to the people at Twenty Fourteen. That being said, I'm gonna play a song since Dan is distracted. Let's see, Chenge, what are your thoughts on this song? This is a monster. This December, Dan, we are going to see flames of this song. Nah. Dad, you don't even know the dance. You see, Dad, you don't even know the dance. You need to know the dance. You need to learn the dance, Dan. You need to learn the dance. Anyway. Me, I'm washed, Philip. I'm washed. 
But uh, I found it interesting that, um, like, recently, in terms of what a lot of people in Zim are listening to, a lot of people listening to Niger, um, you know, Afro-pop style music. Whereas just a few, just six months ago, it was almost exclusively Amapiano. So I'm curious to see in December if it's going to swing again. Um, I don't think, I think, I think a lot of what we listen to is influenced by South Africa, especially around about December, because there's such a, a huge influx of people from SA coming in here. And then little by little, it goes back to a, to a more, I don't know, even kind of traditionally more Niger sound and then I'm a piano. I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm just, you, I'm you curious. Can, to you see can tell Dan hasn't been to the club. Dan, this is why you need to be in the club more. Dan. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm monitoring streaming I'm, here. So I monitor for radio. I monitor uh, Apple, Spotify, Audio Mac, all of that. Like what, what are people listening to in Zim? And so, it's almost exclusively, I'm a, it's been exclu- almost exclusively I'm a piano until around about August. <laughs> then all those songs, Anakulosa, uh, Burner Boy's album, what, 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 that was almost exclusively what was in the top 20. So, and then okay. I'm curious to see now as we move towards December, if Bastrata is actually in, in the list as well, but I'm wondering if we're going to have so, more Amapiano. Because before let me, August, it was almost all Amapiano. Let me not, let me not um, say too much, but all I'll say is for Zimbabwe, the only platforms that are an actual bellwether for people are listening to are YouTube and Audio Mac. Everything else, it's too, it's too small for, for Zim. Even, you, even, even YouTube as well. That's I, I I use five uh, yeah. uh, uh, streaming things, but anyway, I was about to play this. I was up. Baba Arare has released an incredible album, uh, even for people who don't really listen to Sungura like that or that kind of style. I think he calls it jit, but yo. yo. This is, this not, is my not my style of music. Of music. I don't, I don't listen, listen to this. But when I was like, something, 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 I was like, yeah, I could listen to this. This is dope. Listen to the chorus. Japrezer says to Baba Arara, problem yako wa ubvire kumadrezi. He says, no, vano ndida because ndine wombe mota yangu. I love Baba Arara's subtlety, you know, his subtlety. <laughs> he's just, you know, it's like you really have to think about what he's trying to say. Mm. <laughs> so, but, but his album is pretty dope. Someone else who's, who's taken like crazy attention right now is Nicky Genius. Um, he just released his album, and I mean, I I know Nicky Genius, but I didn't realize like all of a sudden he's just like everything. Everyone is like, oh, Nicky Genius, Nicky Genius. I'm like, really? But he's got like he's got like really dope, uh, really nah, he's dope got collaborations. A, he's got a ton of features, a ton of features on that project, bro. Yeah, a ton of dope features. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna feature probably the one that's most trending, apart from the Winky D song. This one's featuring Holy Ten. It's called Loss. 
Kudana na kwedu kukune kangoka kunyangira na so Karawandi budira bachina iwe Disati meta yo Kanojiri tengesa ndiziye u Disati meta yo Biuze nisa pindeni moyo Kondondi na ere nduze u Sinokuna ere nduze u Uriwe mastriti Unondi pinza bisi Unongo pagura binti Mumastri Apora Kamudiro kago kikuchula Audi kuna munu anobola Chinangwa chako kuda kupiwa madola Unengitai pino chika ya talobola Kuchero we musango Uno kangani sa utano Wese angota Unotipura inepano so, I mean, it's cool, but I'm still kind of surprised that he see that he's getting this much attention. Like, just just like the audio, the audio versions of his songs are all in. Like, well, not all, but like a lot of them are like hundred and something thousand views and whatever. And he just released it like a week ago. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, what else you got there, Philip? I don't even know where to go, Dan, because, you know, we've just been dropping so much music lately. Psh, you know what I'm saying? You see us top of the charts. Psh, psh, it's hard to stay humble, man. It's so hard to stay humble. I don't know, Chenge. What, you, what, what are you feeling? Music-wise? 90s R&B. <laughs> hmm? 90s R&B. You'd listen to a 90s, 90s R&B podcast, R&B. right? But, like, I think Phil's talking about something recent, right? Y'all, like whatever's new, what you're feeling right now? I'm really just listening to the Black Panther album a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow, a corporate Disney show. <laughs> I see. Tunes. Wow. I'm, I'm a piano. A Marvel sheep. Marvel sheep. No, I'm mm. supporting wow. my African brothers. Worship at the at the altar of Kevin Feige. I see. Mm. Have, have you listened to the new Kevin, Go Go, Burner Boy, you know? Right. I'm gonna, so what I'm gonna my do people. is I'm gonna add I'm gonna add some singles to the playlist and you guys will catch up because we don't have enough time. But I'm adding Yeah, yeah, we gotta wrap this up. I'm adding but give give us one that we can end end the end the podcast with. Ah, uh, Dan, come on. We already know what's gonna happen. We already know what we That's Oh yes, yeah. So wait, so wait, are we ending with this one or you want to play it now? <laughs> Let's end with this one. The feature track for the week. Sorry, Dan, what do you say? Feel me now. Let's end with this one. Make that. No, I'm reloading it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reload it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I am feeling this. I'm feeling this quite a bit. Jeezy and Takura. Mm. I love Jeezy. Jeezy's dope, man. Listen, uh, I'm going to ask Philip that we wrap things up. Uh, Chengi, thank you very much for your patience in sitting in with us. This doesn't excuse you from listening to the podcast when it comes out. You have to listen to it. Um, shout out to our new producer, Iconic Crims, who is assisting us with uh, the technical aspects of our production. Um, and he's well paid. But for us to be able to pay him, I mean, we need your support. So at twobroketwimbles.com forward slash donate. Um, I will be away for a while for obvious reasons. Uh, Phil will try and organize some content in the meanwhile, but please do forgive us and allow us to have a couple of weeks off. 
you know, and then I uh, will be back. Don't don't cancel those subscriptions, yo. We'll be back. We'll be back, yo. We'll be back. Worry. I promise. I might, fact, I might have some get... filler content, but I might move it to another podcast. I'll see. I might just start another podcast. Okay, <laughs> away. But but you, but you know, you could you could you could you could do my, my wedding gifts, saying you wedding gifts, Danny. We love you so much. Here's your gift. Patreon subscription up for six months. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys very much. Um, and uh, tubeoptimals.com forward slash donate. I mentioned that. Please like, subscribe, follow, all of that as per usual. Um, like Phil mentioned, there will be content coming through uh, in the interim period. And um, yeah, some people, someone asked about uh, whether tubeoptimals was doing a premiere. One of, the, you know, one of these days we need to. We need to bring that back, but when when things are right, no, ah, when certain no, when things are right, Philip. When I mean, right. I mean, I mean. If you listen to the podcast and you read between the lines, you can figure out what's going on. We're not going to say it because, as Dan said, we need to protect brand relationships. We've become so corporate, jeez Louise. <laughs> We've become so corporate, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if you, if you're smart enough and you read between the lines, you'll know, you know you you hear what we're saying. But yeah. If we are to do a premiere, we want to make sure that we can guarantee the quality of the experience for the people that are spending hard-earned money to attend. If we cannot guarantee that experience, we'd rather not do it. So, I don't know. Dan, yeah. how, how would you rate the experience of the premiere you went to? It was good. So, we should wrap up now. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, for joining us, and uh, we will catch you on the other side. Yes, yeah, uh, we'll yes, be yes. ending with uh, this brand new banger of a song, Jeezy featuring Takura. It's In fact, that's so... actually forgot. Then actually, I dropped another banger last week. There's another song called Forever by Hillsy. You know what I mean? That we also mm-hmm. and this Friday. Hillsy's album is dropping, and this Friday we got Freestyle Fridays dropping, and last Friday we had Jeezy and Takura, and the week before we had Honolulu, and Honolulu was a jam. Dan, I actually got to speak on this. I I was so touched because Jeezy, um, I started working with him because I just believe in his talent, man. Jeezy, Jeezy's been an incredible lyricist for two decades. When it comes to like Shona wordplay, like I, I kid you not, Jeezy improves my Shona because I'll be listening to him and like, I don't know what this means, but it's deep. And then you start figuring it out. It's like it's a triple word on time. You're like, geez, Louise. And I never expected, um, like, it wasn't like a big money thing. It was more so, I'm a hip-hop head. Let me give back to the hip-hop community. And this is an artist. I feel like with just some guidance, he could at least, you know, solidify his legacy. Because he has a legacy, but it's only known by, like, like massive hip-hop heads, like, no one knows that he was in Trinity. People might not even know what Trinity were, but if you start, if you if you listen to um, Wadiya, you're like, oh snap, that used to ring off on radio back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So stuff like that. I didn't know that at first, eh? Like I was like, oh, Jesus, dope, 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 dope. Until when I found out that he was part of Trinity, I was like, oh snap. So, so. that's that, that's exactly what I mean. And Honorudo is straight Shona, socially conscious underground rap. But we we got some incredible support from the DSPs, and they don't speak a word of Shona. And I was like, yo, guys, Zim Hip Hop is going places that I never would have imagined. This is insane. So shout out to that. So check out check out the GZ project. Um, I don't know. Well, we can't do it. We need to actually do it. We need to interview them. Seriously, Dan, I need to start using my platform to promote my artists. Anyway, <laughs> that's another thing for another day. 
Um, so I think that'll be the content. But yeah, we're playing out with Kadatso. And uh, I think Krims, we might put forever after Kadatso. But yeah, <laughs> guys, please don't forget to, to follow us. Hit us up on Two Broke Tumbles. Phil Chad, dang that guy. Uh, don't forget to make sure you buy original, Jameson. Yeah, Krims, we need to put that ad at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and uh we'll have and to uh, find it yeah anyway yeah and uh, right, yeah. so we're we're yeah we're gonna catch you in uh the next one we are right. and we're playing <laughs> so wait actually wait hold on let me ask Chink. have you heard have you heard the song yet have you have you heard the song yet have you have you, have you, Chinke, you have not heard the, the, the what what song wait the, not that song jeezy takura no i thought you were gonna play it that's why i was waiting <laughs> So you haven't heard this song yet? Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking we've got supporters. Are we going to support us? We have no supporters there. Oh, this was good. All right, guys. We're out. Come with a smart, come with a